the future of photography. Hey everybody and welcome to the show. This is the future of photography. Uh, my name is Aid, And I'm Chris. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Just You're had a, just good. had a workshop on the weekend about film photography, the other end of the spectrum. Ah, okay. Well, you know that's a subject close to my heart, as you well know as well. I, I on the other hand, have, have just had a family vacation in Italy, uh, where I've been mostly shooting video, which is, I guess, and and testing some of the things that we were talking about in previous shows about how can you capture stills from video. So can um, can we expect in one of the future episodes to have like a wrap up of of that or a little condensed version of what you did and how you did it i we, we did an episode on preparing for that but now the actual experience is a different thing that's a that that's a, a good point that's a good point i mean we well what did i learn from the since the last show um uh, i learned that actually it's probably easier to focus on doing the video and editing the video <laughs> <laughs> and and that was fun so this was a family vacation this was not you know so what i was trying to do was capture the family memories you know so that was so i'm very happy with the little video i edited together of my kids running around italy All right. uh, so so that was that was good but uh, there is some technology stuff though actually well quite a lot of technology stuff that is sort of a follow-up to that which is which is actually the the main topic of, of this week's show oh um so, so good segue. Whether whether it was intended or not, it was good not segue. intended at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's it, it still works. It still works. It's, it's seamless broadcasting, right? So, have you heard of NAB? Of course, I have. Yes, the okay, North American uh, Broadcast uh, something. Something like that, yes. So, so absolutely. So, NAB is essentially a trades union for American broadcasters. Um, which is, I guess you could say, a little bit on the dull side for this podcast. Uh, but what is interesting is that every year they have a huge trade show, a big old party. And of course, um, being people who are into visual things, they like to have that party in Las Vegas. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> of course. Um, anyway, you know, it's only a few hours from Hollywood where a lot of these people hang out and, and more importantly, where they work. Um, and so uh, what happens is that every year they have a big trade show in Las Vegas and all the uh, movie and video manufacturers, they all bring their stuff uh, to uh, this show. And so, and it's not just movies, actually. Uh, it's uh, TV broadcast tv it's broadcast radio um it's hollywood movies it's independent movies it's it's all sorts of stuff so um i have been following this quite closely it's just finished this year's show and i have been following that quite closely to see what's coming out at that really top end that is going to impact us as photographers at the more uh, well in my case at, at the hobbyist level um, and see see if we can um, spot what's coming in the future through through higher level products right now. Sounds so cool. That's, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Um, and uh, uh, as always, um, uh, I will be happy to speculate, and then later on, be happy to be corrected. So, <laughs> okay, let's dive in. So, I got a selection here. Now, I, I think um, if you are interested in video at all, you'd have to have had your head in a hole in the ground for the last few weeks to have missed the Black Magic Pocket Cinema Camera Version Two. Is this one that you've seen? Oh yes, I have. I have actually <laughs> talked about that very camera on my German podcast on Happy Shooting, so I'm well familiar with what they 
well, what they promise. I don't think it's on the market just yet. No, no, it's not due till September. But to, to fill in the gaps for people that don't know, about five years ago, Blackmagic Design, uh, who make uh, very high-end movie cameras and video cameras, and they also produce some uh, software called DaVinci Resolve, which is a, a non-linear editor. Uh, so if you think Lightroom for videos. Um, and uh, the, they, 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 they produced this tiny little camera called they called the, uh, the Blackmagic Pocket Cinema Camera. It was a Super 16 sensor so slightly smaller than micro four thirds um and it was a, a game changer at the time it took micro four thirds lenses and it was and, and it would it was genuinely pocket sized but would deliver raw video and uh, and um, the price point was around the one thousand dollars which it was extraordinarily uh cost effective <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> i'll hesitate to call a thousand dollars cheap but it was inexpensive well compared what to what other broadcast cameras uh come at it, it was it was comparatively cheap yes it, it was, it was, and it was an absolute hit and has been, um, and you can still buy them today. Uh, they're a bit cheaper now, I think, but not by much. Uh, uh, but uh, of course, for a long time, the, you know, people in, in the video industry have been calling for a new version because the original version didn't shoot 4K. And there were some other things you know, that were slight issues with it as well, as, as there always are as things age. Um, so Blackmagic have just bought out a new version of the pocket cinema camera. Now, you'd have to have a pocket the size of a kangaroo for this one. <laughs> It's a bit bigger than the old one, yeah. It, ever so slightly, ever so slightly. It's now about the size of a uh, a, a DSLR, uh, probably a more a slightly more pro end DSLR, you know, a full frame one, um, rather than a, a a very small one. But uh, they've made some changes. It now shoots 4K RAW. Um, it now has a full size Micro Four Thirds sensor, and of course, much more up to date. So it'll be uh, uh, a lot cleverer. Uh, as, as sensors go so this is you know and next to the video record button it has a little button on it that allows you to take stills photographs as you're going along right yeah so it so, is a still camera it's just mainly dedicated to video oh yeah it's all set up for video but it has the capability to take stills. it has four microphones built in for it's whatever all, reason, no. yeah. Well, no, I can think. Well, I I can think of a reason because if you you have, I mean, certainly you'd have better opportunities to use just those microphones because it can then use algorithms to cut out wind noise by you know subtracting it from one microphone if you, you know, where where the wind isn't blowing. Um, it'll certainly make it easier to get audio to synchronize if you're using it in a more professional capacity and doing separate audio recording. Um, you'll have better, easier video, sorry, easier audio synchronization on it. Or, or but, uh, you it, can use its built-in XLR port, which takes professional microphones, including what's called phantom power. So you can have externally, external microphones that just record at a, uh, well, at a, at a much higher quality usually. So yes, it, it, it again, not something that will fit in your pockets. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> no, no, not normally now. So, so at this point, we're talking about it sitting on a very sturdy tripod and the camera's in a cage and it's got lots of things hanging off of it, like separate monitors and recorders yeah. and stuff like oh, that. But it can do that and it can also be a handheld run and gun camera, which is interesting. True. One one thing that, uh, that, in, that, that I find really interesting about it is um you you said hanging off uh, recorders hanging off of it you used to have to uh, hook up an external recorder using the hdmi output into an external a a what are they called atomos recorder for example 
to record That's this. That's one of the things on my list, actually, as well, yeah. Oh, it is. Okay, so I'm so sorry. Don't don't want to take your thunder. No, 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 that's that's okay. Because this is the point is, is that it's sort of the, the, because this is a, yeah, because the NAB show is a show about, you know, professional video, actually, they cover a, a lot of products. And, and you know, uh, uh, as but we this, know. But this one, the, 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 the Black Magic Pocket Cinema Camera doesn't need that anymore. And that's the interesting thing, because that one blew me away uh, you won't need these external recorders anymore because it has a usb-c port and you can hook up an ssd directly to it and yes. record onto that so you are kind of freed of having to invest another thousand bucks for an external recorder so that that yes. was the one thing that that i was like wow that is that would be one of the big apart from the resolution and everything but that would be one of the biggest game changers uh for me because that will get this into the hands of people because an external ssd is i don't know 100 bucks 150 bucks and you have to have 256 gigabytes in your pocket yes and and then you you you, you unplug that when you're done you plug it into your computer and you start editing right from that so yes it, it's really uh yeah it's so it's, so on to so on to because I'm, I'm i'm gonna bi- i'm gonna build a picture here with some with these some of these products to talk about because Excuse me. And the next, the next one actually, it, it forms part of what you've just described, because the next one I want to talk about is the launch of ProRes RAW from Apple. I heard about this, but I didn't look into it. So uh, fill me in. So well, so you may know ProRes as yes. as a video codec, um, and uh, it is it has become somewhat of a standard in in the video and and film industry uh, for. Uh, the codec you use in post-production and quite often the codec you use to deliver to your client. Um, and uh, so to give you an example, it has a lot It has a lot of information in it. And to give you an example, uh, from my uh, Italian vacation, I, d- I edited a two and a half minute video of our family running around Venice, right? Just a family video. Uh, and that was in 1080p. Um, when I when I uh, rendered that using your usual um, H.264 codec, you know, to play on phones and what have you, uh, that came out as something around 380 megabytes. Um, when I rendered it in ProRes, just as a test, it came out as 1.8 gigabytes. Yes. <laughs> so it was about six times as big. <laughs> so there's a lot of information in a ProRes coded file, but it still is a it still is a lossy codec and it's st- uh, and w- with compression. Um, Apple have launched ProRes RAW, which means uh, which is uh, compressed RAW, but not lossy. So you're not throwing away any information, and they're promoting it also as uh, what you would call a um, an acquisition codec or a capture codec. So to, to using cameras as well. And the reason I the the, the, the reason I'm mentioning the Blackmagic camera and ProRes RAW and the next product uh, together all in one is that actually you can record you know uh, using this Blackmagic camera you can record RAW 4K video um, and. Mm-hmm. You know that, uh, and do what whatever you would like to to do with that, um, but in a handheld package. And then, if you happen to use an SSD, uh, as you as you just described, you just then unplug that SSD from your camera, plug it into your laptop, and you're editing in the field. Okay, so so I know you. So you you you, you like to edit in the field when you've been taking photos, don't you? I do this you'll with go out for a day, time, yes. and you'll get on you'll get on a bus at the end of the day to go back somewhere, and by the time you get back to somewhere, you've edited all the photos for the day on your laptop. <laughs> yes, 
That's what I Which do, is yeah. great. Good, good discipline. Good. I wish I shared that discipline, but I don't. <laughs> but that's good discipline. But you could do, but imagine doing that with raw 4K video footage. You, might need, a, you might need a new laptop. <laughs> oh, uh, I definitely might need a new laptop. And editing video is, of course, much more involved than editing still photos. But in general, that is. Uh, that it will, is. That, will, that, that has the potential to change how people work. And that's it does. interesting. It does. And and even professional photographers in, in a way. And so so it, it's not too much of a stretch of the imagination to say, well, actually, my 4K video, well, that's an eight, mega, an eight megapixel photograph, isn't it? And actually, eight megapixels is sufficient uh, resolution for many um, high quality print magazines. Uh, and for billboards in some cases. So that, that goes back to episode 22, videography. Absolutely. There's a, there was a link in there somewhere. You knew there was a link in there somewhere. (laughs) So, you know, so the, the thing about these, these high end video products is that they're coming, becoming more and more accessible. And regardless of what people think about the difference between video and photography, yeah, everybody has their own personal view, their own personal experience. These things are now starting to uh, mature video products are starting to mature in a way that is meaningful to stills photographers, and I think that's the message I'd like to to focus on is that it, it, they've all there's been convergence for many years, and we all we've all talked about it lots ever since Vincent Lafaure first used a 5D Mark II to make a movie, right? But the and probably before that, but the, actually uh, it's often the the argument from the stills photography side is that yeah that's fine but it's not really very meaningful because you still can't stop action and and this that and the other but i think uh, and the the video quality and and you know and, and the loss of information but i think that's starting to change i think so and i'm really intrigued by that <laughs> so so on to the next one <clears throat> excuse me on to the next one which is um <laughs> as you said you could use a, a product from atomos an external recorder and monitor um and uh they yes uh, at nab uh atomos announced a new product uh called the ninja five they have some great names for they, they're, products. they're like yeah nin- ninja and shogun and yeah uh, that's great Yep. <laughs> it's great. I love it. So the Ninja 5, what is the Ninja 5? If you imagine something that looks a bit bigger than a phone, um, it's got a five-inch screen on it, but it's a touch screen, uh, uh, and it's a bit it's thicker than a phone because it's got to have um, bigger battery on the back of it, and it's got to have an SSD plugged into the back of it. But it is an external monitor and recorder, uh, a bit like the, what you were uh, what you were describing uh, used to be absolutely mm-hmm. necessary. But this is, again, this is a new product that is getting much more uh, to be closer to be handheld. Um, it can you know, allow you to control cameras remotely. Um, and uh, it has um, a lot of uh, video-oriented uh, functionality in it. So it's not just that it'll let you see what's, uh, you know, see what's going on. It'll give you a live histogram. It'll give you zebras and you can, and it'll give you um, false color for things that are going you know, so uh, too if, dark. So if your camera doesn't have these of. features, then you could still add those features to the camera by using one of these. You could, you could, or if you were, uh, if you were a landscape photographer, uh, or if you're a wildlife photographer and you need to leave your camera set in, in you know, 
hard to reach places and and things like that or or simply uncomfortable places hey i'm old enough that i don't want to be sitting in a tent all day in the cold you know trying to take a photograph or something so (laughs) so it's all good it's all good Uh, and there are there are a couple of other things i'm going to put in the show notes which uh i i I won't mention but altogether i think that the message here is that um you know the these these products that are from a a different area of imaging uh are starting to become more and more relevant if you can now go out and buy the as you say the the new black magic camera isn't going to be released for a while it's due in september um but it's only going to be uh they say uh one thousand three hundred dollars so for one thousand three hundred dollars you get a professional quality video camera uh, that can shoot 4k raw um uses standard micro four thirds lenses has lots of sophistication associated with it and it's no bigger than a dslr mm-hmm. that you know that's that's cheaper than the panasonic gh5 the you know, by quite some margin it's cheaper than panasonic's flagship stills and video camera mm-hmm. um it's cheaper than most of the cameras by nikon and canon and sony by again by some margin interesting stuff i think i don't know what do you what do you think what do you think this means for the future of photography well it it, as you said it makes things more accessible it brings the price points down of these technologies it brings the resolution up to a point where it becomes interesting for still photographers even and i think it's it's just an overall convergence of photography and videography i think we saw this at the first time we saw this was when when canon released the 5d mark ii when uh, there was kind of professional type videography in uh in a photo camera and I, I do you remember when photographers went all some 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 went went all crazy and and were happy about the photography and others were like okay this is not what we want we want a still camera um but <laughs> this this is this is merging and it's merging more and more and i think we we're still seeing this 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 mixed space being approached from two sides from the still photography side as in dslrs and and now more and more mirrorless cameras uh, and from the video side as in the black magic camera but also including still photography features but then again making it possible to by the high resolution to just pluck out individual frames and use those as photos so there's this convergence happening and it will only continue I, there's, it's it's probably a rare thing in the future to see cameras that are only dedicated to one of those two i i think so i think so and it's exciting times exciting especially time. with raw i mean if we look at, at raw video which again is still the, the the apple's new codec the pro s raw will make this more accessible too because it packs that into a comparatively small size uh, as, as opposed to just the the, the the standard raw as it comes from the camera um, it'll make this more accessible and then again you have these pictures that have more data in them and that will even for still photos will make it easier to uh, to edit more out of them so i think we are we're looking at just the whole thing becoming one yes i i i think it's 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 there's so much stuff happening and it is as you say being approached from so many different angles depending on the the historical basis for a particular company's product set um i i yeah I, it's not something that i would you know i'm 
Uh, I'm sure that I know what's going to happen, but you can imagine that things, you know, there is going to be somebody um, who is a, prof- you know, uh, who is a professional videographer um, who is going to have his customers say, oh, can you just wander around set and take a few, you know, a few snapshots, please, a few stills for promotions and things like that and, and for blogs and behind the scenes work. Uh, and he's going to take his black magic pocket cinema camera off the tripod uh, and just walk around with that handheld and, and take some stills. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, or or even just take some video and then extract stills from it. Um, I know everybody says, "Oh, well, video is different, and uh, you know the, the the shutter speed is is much slower, and you can't stop motion." But actually, with these cameras, you can stop the motion. Um, it, you could you could choose to shoot your video, your four K video, at a two fiftieth of a second. Yeah, it might be a little bit clunky as video, but it gives you some really good stills out of it. <laughs> True. <laughs> okay so it that 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 that's all i have that was a, a little roundup from from neb 2018 um it, I, i've been watching youtube video i've been really geeking out on this stuff oh, really? oh, wow <laughs> what can we do with that what can we do with that well you know i've been i've been exploring video quite a lot this year so you know um that that's a, been a, a personal hobby thing of mine that i'm exploring a lot more this year um i've not done so much previously <laughs> so now my mind is full of opportunities for doing this that and the other and you know because yeah and uh, mo- almost everything that I, i'm geeking out about will never come to pass i don't think i'm going to create a, you know put together a team of people to start making my own independent movies i doubt that's <laughs> going to happen to be honest but it's nice to think about it <laughs> well i i for, for me this this the interest in these things comes in waves and um for a few years i was kind of out of outside of it because i i saw that there is a lot of innovation that is not really innovation but just incremental updates here a bit more a few more megapixels or a new lens or stuff that yeah it doesn't really tickle me that much anymore but um but now and pretty much one of the reasons we started this show is that things are looking like they are becoming more interesting again so i appreciate you bringing us uh, stuff from the from the <laughs> NAB um I definitely want to get my hand on the black magic camera because it looks like it's 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 it looks like it has a lot of features for pro filmers but also um it's interesting to watch where this is going to go in comparison to wh- where the smartphones are going so are we still is there still this huge gap in quality in 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 convenience probably not the convenience factor of of a smartphone cannot be topped at this point so question is when are the smartphones going to start using raw that what, i mean what, they, they can video, they can already video. do for wow, photos okay. but for video now we're that, that at... would be interesting speaking as somebody who's just shot uh, again you know going back to my, my my recent trip to italy um i was shooting most of my video on my fuji xt1 um, so that is a a, you know, a camera that at this point is probably about four years old uh, and it only shoots HD. It doesn't shoot 4K, um, but it's, you know, it's got an APS-C size sensor and it's fairly modern. And I, uh, you know, and I plugged a small Rode microphone into that and stuck it in the hot shoe. And that was my run and gun video kit. Uh, there's no stabilization in the body of that camera, but there is in the lens I was using. So I had some stabilization as well. And that's worked really well. And when it was put up against the footage I shot 
with my phone if we'd been out for a, a you know, night we could go out, out to dinner and i didn't take the bigger camera that sort of thing you know and um uh the footage from the the proper camera the bigger camera was still streets ahead of the phone footage um in terms of quality when you look at it properly when you put it in an editor and you look at it and you put them side by side um i think as you know as long as you're using both of the if you use those cameras the phone camera and a proper camera and try to use them both as well as you can uh the proper camera is still way ahead at least mine is anyway they are but then on the other hand i have just just uh well, it's, it's almost 10 years ago i've seen uh i was at the at fotokina in in germany and i've seen a of a team by a german uh, by a german tv station who who have who have in the past been very finicky about what kind of video they accept and what what is broadcast worthy and what is not and they um had a rig that was an iphone 4s with a cable hmm. coming out of it and a light on it and a, and a little additional lens on the front and there was a reporter going from booth to booth talking to people there and the one guy behind the camera holding it well, the, the camera slash smartphone and um so 10 years ago they used iphone 4s well that's not 10 years ago it was maybe i don't even know it was it was close to 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 the time when the 4s was new and they used that for their coverage on german television so Mm. Uh, and 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 just the time that has passed since and the quality of uh, video that is coming out of these at least the broadcasters are now happy to use that footage so things are on on a trajectory i think so we'll we will see another convergence sometime in the future with between those things in our pockets and the professional cameras It'll well happen. i tell you what i will keep a watching brief on this one and report back as that happens Sounds and good. then i'll get to geek out by watching lots of youtube videos of new tech as well <laughs> <laughs> all right very cool so i guess that brings us to the end of episode 24 of the future of photography uh, as usual you can support us at thefutureofphotography.com and uh well see you again in a week yeah thanks for listening guys take care bye bye take care You've been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Thank you.